to Ladies Talking Leaps. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And welcome to Season 4, Episode Number 4. Uh, we're going to start off the show today congratulating the 2022 Ho- Hockey Hall of Fame inductees. So um, our listeners probably know if you watched it last night, um, it's Roberto Luongo, Danielle and Henrik Sedin, and our lovely Faye. Favorite person, Daniel Alfredson from the mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators, um, all well-deserving of, of the honor. Yes. And also in the 2022 class of inductees was Herb Carnegie, who is considered the first black hockey star and considered by many to be the best black ho- hockey player to never play in the NHL. And also Rika Salonen, one of the most decorated players in the history of women's international hockey, played for Team Flin- Finland. Yeah, she's the um, third Finnish player in uh, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, Yari Curry and Timu Solani are the two other uh, players. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I was kind of surprised that she didn't make it. <laughs> it kind of reminded yeah. me of what Mats does, um, mm-hmm. but didn't make it to the induction ceremony last night. Um, but it's uh, it's impressive to finally get a woman from uh, a European country to to be acknowledged and uh, from what they, uh, what Cheryl Pounder on TSN had a really good interview with her. And um, it sounded like she's a really good, really great player uh, when, when she did play. And Herb Carnegie, I also, I, I, I watched a program a while ago and they said that um, I believe it was Jean Beliveau that actually was really impressed um, with Herb Carnegie back when he played um, as well. And, and he really was one that would was pushing for him to actually be in the NHL. Um, But it never happened. And, um, but yeah, it was great to see the family there uh, to accept on, on his behalf. So um, that was really nice. Definitely worthy of the honor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Another honor that happened uh, last week, um, for in this case for the Leafs, um, the Leafs honored Borea Salming um, on Saturday night as well as Friday night at the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, game. Uh, and but on Saturday night it was just for him and his family versus the Canucks. Um, the Leafs were playing the Canucks that night, and just I don't know. It was it was he's a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he announced. Obviously, most of the fans there probably know realize that this summer he uh, announced that he's battling ALS. So it was quite the emotional night. Um, and yeah, the one, a couple of memories I have just of Salming. Uh, one of them, I guess, in the when I went to games as a kid at Maple Leaf Gardens, there was always someone in this. It was always in the third period, and it was always when there was like a quiet time in the crowd. And obviously, the gardens wasn't very loud let's just say it's the same as Scotiabank Arena today but it wasn't like crazy loud during the regular season and um, but there was always some person that yelled out BJ in the third period and it was all and he'd yell out BJ (laughs) there's my impression of that person but he was yelling because the whole rink could hear this person and we all knew he was he obviously the the per- whoever it was, the, their favorite player was Boreas Alming. So that, and we knew that just by him saying BJ. So that's one memory. And then, of course, the other memory was just of him him playing and just the smooth skater that he was. And you, a, a couple of times, I remember. I don't know the teams or anything. I was too young, but I remember seeing him go end to end 
basically. And, and that's what score. I was just going to mention too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some th- couple of things, but um, yeah, it was pretty emotional night and um, we got, uh, if you haven't checked it out on our YouTube, um, we, we did take some video there so you can uh, check out uh, that and get the perspective from, from actually being in the crowd that night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so just to point out, he is the Leafs all-time points leader for defensemen. And of course, he was a trailblazer for Swedish and European players to play in the NHL. Uh, yeah, yeah it was a very trip. emotional night. And of course, yeah. uh, we did need the Kleenex, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was just when Nylander and it was Oliver ekman Larson, I think it was, for Vancouver, they both like gave him a hug and... And that, and that was one thing that we also talked about. Still, remember when uh, we were mentioned? Still, actually asked me about the Matt Sundin and his reaction to. Um, I guess this was on the Friday night, um, mm-hmm. and it just seemed that I guess Salming was gesturing to to Sundin to I don't know whether he wanted like a little bit of a hug or something sort of thing, and and Sundin was just there, stone face sort of, but. I don't know. He just didn't show any emotion. And um, I didn't, I didn't like that part of it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's he, yeah, he wasn't really like, he was just, he was, he was smiling, you know, in, in the line, which, which is fine. But, you know, considering, you know, that Salming was somewhat of a mentor to him, I, I thought that he would show a little bit more uh, empathy there. But anyway, yeah. Um, one classy thing to point out, uh, I just thought it was like super classy for Sheldon Keefe to put an all Swede lineup to start the game um, on Saturday night. I thought yeah. that was uh, just a really, really cool thing to do. And I think all the Swedish players really appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and moving on actually to Sheldon Keefe. Um, he's got, uh, I guess he was behind the bench for his 200th game versus the Penguins uh, last Friday night. And his record is now 124 wins, 55 losses, and 22 overtime slash shoot, shootout losses. So, yes. yeah, that's that definitely is the record of a coach that is is ready to be fired. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually put up quite quite yeah. a good record in his in his tenure so far. Yeah. And, so and then yeah, and then also I guess just congratulations to um we're watching the Leafs and Penguins right now once again because we're recording this on Tuesday night. Um but uh congrats to our captain John Taveras on scoring his four hundredth goal tonight versus the Penguins. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going to be a season. Uh, we're going to have the season series all done it wrapped up in November with these guys. So yeah, uh, yeah congrats to uh, JT for uh, that great goal. So now it's time to get into the show. And we're going to start off with the good, the bad and the ugly. And then we're going to run the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And in our third period segment, we're going to talk about our recent trip to Carolina in the first installment of On the Road with Chris and Syl for this season. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. Okay, 
So it's getting a little bit easier, I guess, to pick some good the last couple of couple of weeks anyway. So my good is Mitch Marner. And it's a lot of people I find are kind of like 50-50 with him lately. But um, I mean, tonight he just he scored a nice goal on second goal here versus the Penguins. But um, in the last 10 games, he has three goals, 10 assists. And he's got a 10-game point streak going after tonight, too. So um, so that, to me, is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what much more you can ask. Um, the only thing, I guess, is the the fact that, well, now I guess they've Marner is not playing with Matthews anymore, so everyone's making a big deal of that. But he seems to be having the last couple of games anyways, being with Tavares. He's getting that chemistry going again. But... Um, I don't know. What do you think about the whole Matthews Marner thing and whether or not to be split? And honestly, I, I, I foresee that they'll be together again at some point. Like it, yeah, basically they needed to shake things up a little bit to get a little bit more balance out of this team right now. And that means that you basically use your best players where you need to use them in the moment. And that means that down the road, they eventually could be put together again. So right now they kind of needed to do this. I think that that is, it's, it's smart to do it because when you basically are doing the same thing, you're in the same position with the same people all the time, maybe your brain is not firing the way, you know, it, it could, you kind of in a bit of a rut of, of, you know, I don't know, complacency or whatever it is. It's yeah. just you're doing things by rote instead of, you know, creating, doing something different. Um, yeah. So I think this is probably good for everyone for however long it, it lasts, but mm-hmm. they're going to play together again. They play together on the power play. Um, I yeah. don't foresee that this is permanent in any way, yeah. shape or form. It's interesting, actually. I saw last But it doesn't they... bother me at all, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, to me, it doesn't bother me either. And I, um, I guess I think it's good that we obviously Sheldon Keefe makes those, um, adjustments when he sees mm-hmm. that they, things need to be changed to, uh, to get a, fi- to light a fire basically under them, um, or to try and change the, uh, the look. And it's kind of, I think it might be better too when you look at the opposing team and how they approach us let's just oh, say yeah, having, for sure. it's really gonna kind of put a little different wrinkle in in, in that is actually too. that's a really really good point yeah. that you yeah. just made there and and that's it that's part of it too when you when they when you're always playing the same matchups then people know they know yeah. exactly how to match up against you so yeah. and the this puts a wrinkle in that, in that. yeah mm-hmm. and then the other interesting thing one thing before we uh leave Mitch Marner um, is I found it interesting. They said that with his ice time, when he gets under, under 22 minutes of ice time, he has nine in nine games. He has two goals and 13 points. So I guess it's two goals and 11 assists. If he plays over 22 minutes, he only had in, he has one goal and three points is what they said so it's obviously that's interesting yeah it's quite a different like when you look at the over and under basically of of the of his time on ice how it really um how it seems to affect him but uh obviously he plays in all situations too so he plays power play he plays pk and and that so he's gonna get a lot of ice time but it's something i think that sheldon keith 
maybe has to manage a little bit. And I'm sure they are. Obviously, they they have all the uh, <laughs> all the tools to to monitor that. Mm-hmm. But what's your good? So my good actually is the play of the fourth line, uh, especially recently since they've had uh, Camp uh, paired with. Uh, with um, Mulgan there and uh, Aston Reese, uh, I actually think that they have brought a lot of energy. Um, maybe they're you know trying to get a shutdown line or something like that, but I think what they do best is get the puck down to the offensive zone and you know basically whip something up there. They may not necessarily score all the time. We know that they're not going to be high octane offense, but they've got a lot of great energy and they managed to get the puck into that end and get stops there. And Mulligan has been great. I think a lot of people felt that if he wasn't going to be playing on the top six or maybe even on the third line, that they weren't going to get much out of him. But I think that he's been a really, really fierce four checker for a small guy. And uh, I've really been impressed with, uh, with the, with their energy. Yeah. Mulligan, I think it's, uh, he's really, I guess, since sitting out the few games and 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 just being in and out of the lineup, I think he's finally <laughs> kind of found found a groove. And um, mm-hmm. David Camp, I think, is the is the driver of it. Um, and the other, the uh, Aston Reese is uh, is has chipped in with a couple of goals too. But uh, yeah, I like their. It's finally looking like something is formulating as as a fourth line as an energy line that can actually produce for us too. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking that fourth line too. So sometimes they're even, which is not good in some ways, sometimes they've been our best line. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that is true that but, if, if they're the ones that you're noticing the most, then that's generally not the best thing. But yeah. um, I, I like the, the identity that they're kind of formulating back there. And yeah. I hope that uh, Keith keeps them together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, so them. let's move on to uh, the bad section then. So, yeah. um, what the bad do section you have as I'm looking at that TV right now, I miss, I'm, I missed it, but it's now three to two <laughs> for the Ooh. Leafs. But um, for the, I didn't see the two goals by the Pens. It's in the second period, but uh, it's a combination of this goaltending and the defense issues that we have here. Um, all, all around the injury situation and and. Let's just start off with the goaltending anyways, because I don't like, I actually heard today too, they were mentioning how Matt Murray probably should have, they should have given him a couple of games like with the Marlies, like just to get himself up to speed because he basically played one game. That's true. And like give him a conditioning stint sort of thing. Yeah. Which would have Everybody else seemed to get one. Yeah. How come he didn't get one? That's actually something I hadn't thought of, but that's true. And, um, yeah, no. And he's let in two goals already in a short period of time here in the second period. So I, and mm-hmm. I did, we didn't see them, but, um, but yeah, I just don't, I, I don't like the situation that Kyle Dubas has put us in, in a way, um, by taking on these two goaltenders that are, well, I don't know. It's, it's just with, with the injuries that they get and, it's just it's it's not a stable feeling, let's just say, when it comes to being for the goaltending and in and it's such an important position. And then I'm at least I'm hoping Matt Murray gets out of this game as well without any other issues. Um hopefully he can get through two games <laughs> instead of just one. But uh and then with the 
with the defense, I, I guess the situation with Jake Muzzin, everybody knows that he's going to be reevaluated re in February after having, um, I guess he there's some cervical spine issue and he's probably mm -hmm. most likely not going to play this season pretty, pretty much. Um, and of course, TJ Brody is out now too, um, with an oblique injury and that's two of our top four defensemen basically. So as to, I don't know, Kyle Dubas tries to put a, and speaking to the media yesterday, tries to put a positive spin on it, I guess. And he's like, it is early in the season still. I don't expect them to go like say, oh, we got to make this massive trade right now. Like to, or and there's no one to trade, anyways. Like there's no one to make a deal to to replace a top four defenseman, like the way we that we would need at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm just not liking the situation right now on the back end. Going back from the defense to the goaltending, it's just not uh, a positive feeling. Well, it's it's kind of not I, it's hard to disagree with anything that you said there. It's definitely, you know, the back end is what's supposed to be your foundation for your team. And right now, like you said, it's a very rocky and unstable. So uh, the only good thing, I guess, is the fact that we've got the, you know, Muzzin's LTIR money that can be used uh, in a trade. But like you said, it's probably nothing that will be imminent um, or done, you know, very soon. So, yeah. And um, the, the other thing, I guess, to do with the with the D, it's also important to get some offense from the defense, obviously. Yes. And we have, we've said this before, we have nobody that will take a shot from the point. Although Jordy Ben seems to have uh, come in and, and, and at least is uh, attempting to shoot anyways. And uh, he's a big guy. Well, let's so see if he'll beat his, his league average uh, <laughs> one goal per year and, uh, and get at least two this year. Yeah. But through <laughs> the first 15 games, we, the, the D only has 24 points through 15 mm. games in total. No, and I, it's, this is nothing new. It was, it, yeah. it was like that last year too. Like we, they don't, really have like as much as we have offensive type defensemen they're not they they help create offense but they don't actually produce much offense right you know i think uh riley had that one season when he was kind of in the norris conversation where he actually produced the most but since yeah. then he hasn't really and part yeah, of it have, could be they have the, the, the creativity the, the like you said yes but, exactly um, but part of it too is is who they're who who he's been partnered with since as well right so yeah um yeah it's it's not that great uh it'd be nice you know once they start maybe trusting sandine more um yeah. he's actually got a decent shot and he s tends to get it through and i mean lilligren he had those two goals so maybe you know if he shoots more but again these two these are two younger guys that are obviously you're not going to expect you know so much consistency from either right so yeah but from what Duba said, that's who he's depending on right now to get us through to at least to closer to trade deadline anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so they're going to have to up their game basically and be more consistent. And and I hope that personally, I think that they should try sending a little bit more on the uh, on the power play on the number one unit and give Riley I agree, a break. Because before he got hurt last year, he played a little bit more up there and yeah. he got his shot through quite a bit. I actually was really impressed with him. He's got a really good eye and a good feel for the lanes. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all if yeah. they, they put him in that position a little bit more. Yeah. And that feeds right into what you're going to talk about with the bad, right? With yes. your bad. <laughs> so my bad actually was going to be power play, but they've kind of turned that around a little bit. So I'm going to just lump it into specialty teams because really, um, I guess even though the power play is starting to come along, it's still not really where we are used to seeing it. Um, it's at 26.4% right now, but, um, you know, I guess a lot of the other teams in the league are struggling too, because that's good for sixth in the league right now. Uh, but our, our penalty kill also, um, you know, that used to be talk about foundations, a really foundational piece of our game last year. And really all of the people involved, uh, from the coaches to the players are the same guys. So I don't know why maybe there's, you know, obviously the teams have had the whole summer to, to scout that, watch video and all of that um, to prepare for it. But, you know, that is coming along very slowly and we're in the lower half of the league for penalty kill at 76.4%. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not liking having Matthews in that uh, for the power play. I'm not liking how he's in the bumper spot. I still yeah. think like he has this shot. So why would you put him there? Some people are saying it's just for a different look, but I but don't know. he's not not as mobile from that position somehow to get yeah. into different spots, you know, yeah. for his shot. And plus, and he, I think he'd, that he'd take more. Obviously, he'd take more crap being in that spot too, sort of thing. So yeah, you really want sure. him to be the one taking all that um no <laughs> you know when you've got a guy that can score from where he scores fairly consistently why would you move him off of that spot i don't see tampa bay moving stamkos from his spot or ovechkin yeah. moving from his spot you yeah. know he's gonna get his cookies there he will yeah. Yeah. Um, and i think from that spot he's he's just got more available space to to cycle and and get open um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree don't with you. Like I mean, the, it didn't um, work great with Marner there last year either. Remember they tried Marner in that bumper spot yes. too? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking they should actually take one of those guys off. I keep thinking about that. Like take them off and put them on the second unit. Like split it up. They've never tried mm. that really. And No, put, true. Like put Nylander or put Marner, one of them, put them on the second unit. Well, they, they did have Nylander on the second unit um, at times last year. I think at the beginning for sure. I have yeah. seen Nylander on the second unit, but never Mitch or Austin yeah. or even JT. Yeah. So, so I don't know. There has to be, and that's, again, that comes down to the coaching of the power play and um, like as to what, what they're telling or asking the players to do. But the, the other thing I don't like is the entries on the power play. They mm -hmm. still are doing that stupid drop pass thing. A lot of teams do it, but going into the, at the in the neutral zone, they get to the center ice line, then they drop it back. But um, yeah, I, I, I I've never understood that because yeah. basically you're giving the other team time to set up against you. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you not just driving the play forward? Yeah. You know, and know. getting getting yourself set up quickly so that to take them off their game. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I know yeah. that you want to set yourself up, but you're giving the opposition lots of time, yeah. you know, so, yeah. And then uh, for the PK, I mean, I don't know, I think um, they seem to be collapsing a little bit more, I find, like in front of the net. They're not like pressuring as much as what they used to. 
I've yeah, done. and yeah, they haven't been as aggressive. Yeah. Like last year yeah. they were really aggressive. They would come out on the player and they didn't give them time. And this year they seem to be like you say, uh like being taking a more cautious approach. Yeah. Uh which I don't think is it, is as good. And that might be because of the goaltending situation because they Maybe, yeah. they don't really like wish kudos to Shulgren though. I'm not going to going back to my bad with the goaltending. I mean, he's for his not playing so many games in his first uh, first time in the NHL, um, he he's played well. I was happy with him, but um, but yeah, the, with the PK, like your number one PK player is your goaltender too, right? So uh, mm-hmm. you you need him to to be to be to backstop you back back there, and um, it's it's been a bit of a, a struggle, let's just say, when it comes to the. Uh, um, injury situation in that position for us so yeah but um we don't have an ugly so that's a good thing actually Mm -hmm. this time so we're gonna move right into our next segment of the ladies talking leafs highlight reel this is exciting we actually got lots of highlights so let's roll it so Starting with our number three, uh, it's Willie Nylander. A great solo effort by Willie. Uh, he had to be on the ice for almost a minute, maybe more, uh, but he managed to take it from the defensive zone to the other end and get it past Freddie Anderson in, the, in our game against the Hurricanes. Yeah. It was an so, amazing uh, individual effort. Yeah, he was on the ice for quite a while there, and um, we were there, so that's how we... Uh, <laughs> We were quite impressed with it. Actually, we were quite. We he scored on our end too, and we were we were at the end with uh, with Freddie Anderson at that for that goal. And um, yeah, I, I I liked it that Willie gave that extra effort to uh, to to get it past Freddie Anderson. Although it was kind of soft on Freddie's part, but I think it's Freddie okay. misses us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's being he's being nice to us. All right, so number two. Number two is Mitch Marner, his goal versus Vegas, vintage Mitch Marner. And he dipsy-doodled with the puck and got past three Vegas players before getting the shot off to score on Vegas goaltender Logan Thompson. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Um, I And even actually tonight I think might be better, mind you, because he took it across the front of the uh, mm-hmm. the net on Kristen Jari. But yeah, no, Mitch yeah, and is... he's he's been scoring in tight, yeah. which is like not his usual. So uh, yeah, it's good to see him going to, I guess, those so-called dirty areas yeah. as well and, and he got getting his goals. Last year, after, I think he got over 30 goals, I know, last year. So hopefully mm-hmm. this is the start of something now that he got another one tonight. So well. And this may be starting earlier than last last year, which yeah. I think he really didn't start to play at a you know higher clip until January. So if he's yeah. starting now, yeah. uh, that he was be, yeah be he was good. injured yeah, mm-hmm. and the COVID situation and all of that as well. Yeah. All right. So our number one is Captain John Tavares taking the top spot with his insane goal versus the Flyers, going down the wing past a Flyers player and then cutting in tight on the goalie and scoring a beauty. And that was a big game for him um, as well. So uh, yeah, that was a beautiful goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's still on the TSN. Um, they do this voting thing where you vote. I don't know if it's bar down, but they, he's still, I don't know if he, if he won tonight, cause they, they basically have like a competition between plays. So mm-hmm. his play of the goal was uh was the one and he goes against other plays and uh he's he's got a 
I think it's nine days now that he's got it down. So um, well, he's I mean, still on top. That, that goal encapsulates how he's looked this season. You know, we've talked yeah. about it before. Uh, he is looking spry and fast and just like a different player than, than he has yeah. in the past two seasons. So he's, uh, he's that looking, is just the epitome of it. Yeah. He's, he's to me, he's looking more like the way a captain should be. I don't know. Or yes. he's playing Especially something. in that game for sure. Yes. Because he yeah. had a hat trick that night too. So that yeah. was like a, a like a great night for him, a night that is a, a turn things around for the team night. And look, things has been going pretty well since then. So yeah, yeah that's um, right. Yeah, I think that's another. You're making you're just full of great points today. All of these <laughs> these insights that you have, I'm like so impressed. All right, so another I gotta stay awake still. <laughs> <laughs> another highlight that deserves an honorable mention for this episode was our road trip to Carolina, which Chris just mentioned. So we're gonna talk about it and tell you all the details in our third period segment. Oh yeah, this is this is very exciting. Actually, we're gonna really uh, we're gonna tell you guys all about this. It's a great place to to visit, uh, Carolina, Raleigh, and um, Raleigh or Raleigh. I don't know how to pronounce. But um, on the road with Chris and Syl, here we are again. We're excited to be able to travel again and watch our Leafs. And if you follow us on social media, you would have seen some of our photos and videos from our trip, which by the looks of it, most people have have enjoyed seeing, watching us and our little travels there. So it was really fun. Um, We're going to be posting more of our video and photos on our Kofi page. So if you aren't following us there, please be sure to do so. Um, You can go to kofi.com slash LTL1917. It's ko-fi.com slash LTL1917. And follow us and check out our photo gallery there. And while visiting our Kofi page, please consider buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. And there is also our YouTube channel, and we've been posting some of our videos from the trip there as well, and also um, video from games that we've attended at Scotiabank Arena. So be sure to subscribe to our Ladies Talking Leafs YouTube channel. Handle is at LTL1917 as well. Yeah, so let's get into some trip tips here for our trip to Carolina. Um, the first thing, actually, with the flights, uh, it's, it is nice to have a direct flight, but we actually traveled with United Airlines via Washington going there and Newark coming back. So, uh, and it went pretty well. So, um, with the connecting flight. So, if you want to save some money, um, it takes a little bit longer, obviously, to get there. Uh, but if you want to save some money, do that sort of uh, route too. So, um, because things are not are not as affordable as they used to be. We all know that. Yeah. 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 And the other thing about the flying, um, you know, there have been a lot of delays and cancellations and things like that. Um, we found it pretty seamless going through customs and yeah. everything. Like we didn't have, you know, too many crazy lineups. We did have a delay, but that was due to weather. So nothing that could be done without that. Uh, but if you get some of the, the customs app, I think it's the MPC app, which is the American one and the Arrive Can app for, for Canada, um, you can get through a lot quicker and it's definitely worthwhile doing that. Yeah. All yeah. right. So as far as the hotel goes, um, there's lots of options actually in Carolina for that. Um, but uh, there was also a lot of booked up hotels too. So yes. um, 
we initially looked at a hotel that was like much, much closer to the arena, but we opted to stay uh, a little bit farther out uh, by the Crabtree Valley Mall. And uh, we stayed at the courtyard, uh, courtyard by Marriott, uh, Crabtree Valley. And, uh, it turned out to be actually a really good spot uh, to stay. So uh, first of all, we want to give a shout out to Angelina, who was one of the people that um, was there and served us at the front desk. She was such a, a joy and so helpful and provided us very, very lovely service. Uh, so we really, really appreciate that. And um, as far as the location, uh, especially if you're like us and you didn't opt to have a car, um, this is one of the best best spots to stay because you can actually walk to some places from there and the, the mall is like right there. So um, yeah, definitely uh, that's one of the things that we found is that uh, if you're going to go to Raleigh, uh, definitely the rental car is, is worth your while, especially if you're going to stay there a few extra days and you want to do some things because – Literally everybody drives there. Yeah. Is nary nary a bus to be found <laughs> even. And uh yeah, it's like highway central around in and around there. So yeah. definitely a car is a must if you want to get out and and see some other other things like museums and, and stuff like that. But yeah. being by the mall was really handy. And of course we did spend some time there. Good restaurants there. Uh yeah. and so uh that was really good. Yeah, that's uh yeah, the hotel was obviously the hotel was clean, which is good, and the mm-hmm. and the they had a nice little restaurant in there, which was which was good as well. But um, and yeah, and then the mall, like Sylvia said, was uh, something that was a bonus. Whereas if you go out by PNC Arena, there's basically not much out there to do. No, so um, that's why we kind of because the original choice was to stay by the arena, but then everything was sold out, so we kind of lucked out. By uh, by having this courtyard by Marriott being available, um, and at least have the mall there to to actually do something, since we didn't we didn't rent a car. Um, no. But yeah, and I guess the we did take a lot of Ubers, I should say. But, <laughs> that's for um, sure, yeah, that's for sure. But we we thought, I mean, going to Carolina, you hear about barbecue, right? So we wanted to to test out some barbecue. So we want to mention our visit to old time barbecue and shout out to the owner, Kathy there, who was very kind. And um, yeah, we, we just, uh, we wanted to, we actually, I don't know. It was a, they have a different type of barbecue sauce, I guess. Yeah. It's what they call the Eastern Carolina sauce, which is more vinegar based. Yeah. Uh, Not like what we, we think of as uh, more barbecue, you know, type of sauce for us, which is like vinegar or mustard based. So not going to lie. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was still good. The food was good. And it was authentic. And yeah. it's basically, it was recommended for yeah. us to go there for the authentic feel. And uh, yeah. yes, the, that place has been there and for over 30 years. Very I guess. busy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, they well were worth a ready visit for, if, you, if you go to old time uh, barbecue in They were getting uh, ready Raleigh. for the state game too. And so they had yeah. all this catering and it's an incredible the amount of, of food that they, they got ready for all the tailgating and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I mean, we did go early. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't, 
thankfully we did. We didn't know about the the state game and anything. We we just lucked out that way. But um, but yeah, no, it was definitely very busy, and um, yeah, it was good. We we enjoyed it. Great service. And then another shout out that we want to say to the Brick House Sports Bar. We had another fantastic time there um, because we actually left Toronto on the Friday, so the Leafs were playing the Bruins in Toronto on Saturday night, and we needed somewhere to watch the game. So, um, so we Sylvia found this uh, sports bar, the Brick House, and um, yeah, that was quite the experience there. We had a whole bunch of. Um, college kids they were watching college football is huge there and uh yeah they were it was it was quite the time let's just say we had our own little tv we arranged with the uh with the manager of the um of the bar to say yeah. that we wanted to watch the Leafs and, and Bruins game. And, and so we got to give them props for yeah, giving they, up one small TV for us <laughs> in one little corner. So we very much appreciated that. And it was a lot of fun being yeah. in that atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. What was their little, do you remember what the little, what was that chant that they had? Oh, it was <laughs> just basically whenever, like it was the NC state game that we were talking about before. And whenever they were, close to scoring or scoring, they would just yell, wolf, pack, wolf, pack. So, of course, we we joined in with that as well. And yeah, uh, yeah and it was lots of fun. Yeah. And uh, that's why there's a couple of photos that you might you, I think, uh, well, we'll be posting them anyways. There is a photo with us with a, with a wolf in front of the bar. They have a couple of wolf statues in the front of the bar and uh yeah so we took a photo with that so yeah it's uh it's fun it's a it's a different atmosphere and and we enjoyed it and of course the Leafs won that night too they won back-to-back Bruins and the Hurricanes so that's uh that's quite the accomplishment and it made our weekend that's for sure even better Mm -hmm. yeah all right so now let's get to game day our game day experience so uh basically we we got ready to go and uh, we decided we were going to sample food there so we could report back on that. And um, actually driving up, one of the things that I found is basically everywhere in Carolinas like this, whether you're driving up to the arena or driving up to the airport, you feel like you're going through a national park. It's like all woodsy. It's uh, beautiful and green. Um, it smells incredible. Like the minute you walk outside, it's just that this wafting cedar smell. It's just, I don't know, just smells so good. And it's a beautiful drive uh, leading yeah. into into the arena area. Yeah. But basically, once you're there, it's basically parking lots. And it's it's pretty. And it's nice for tailgating because every, everybody gets there early. We got there I don't know, around three o'clock because it was a five o'clock game. Yeah. And so everybody was out there already making barbecue. And so you got smells of, you know, cooking and everything. And then, and then the arena is, is there in this beautiful setting. So it's, it's nice that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another Leaf fan that we met there described it kind of like Ottawa, but prettier. And (laughs) it's sort of like that. Yeah, it's in a nicer, nicer surroundings, but yeah. really, it's out there, sort of, kind of in the middle of nowhere, nothing really yeah. else around. Yeah, and the interior of the building is is nicer than Ottawa too. Yes. It's a little bit more, yes. Yes. a little bit more upscale. But it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they have a nice concourse. There are lots of different food, from barbecue to the we we end up having the burgers just because we never uh, we never tried this what was it called shake shack Shack? yeah Yeah. we never had that so we wanted to try that and then they really had 
they they had this pe- these little mini pizzas. Still have them in my mind. Still wouldn't split one with me though, so we didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and but they were really good. To, they didn't look like the pizza pizza dry kind of stuff that we get here in Toronto. They yeah. looked really really good. And um, yeah, and and then what? Oh, they had that Philly like a Philly cheesesteak kind of thing sandwich, but we yeah. decided to keep that for Philadelphia. Save that for Philly. Yeah. <laughs> When we go there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, and then they had they actually had desserts too. Like they had, um, yeah, f- quite a few different options for sweets. Yeah, whereas as we, well, yeah, where we don't have anything like that really, and or not too much. Anyways, we just have Hagen Dazs ice cream, but they have a little bit more. And uh, yeah, a couple of things that we want to note actually um, of the little chant, just like in Nashville, how they have like they say thank you, Bob, to their. Uh, Mm-hmm. Their announcer for announcing the penalty or whatever he's he's announcing. Here in Carolina, they actually when the opposing team has gets a penalty, they actually yell out, "Cheaters never win." Mm-hmm. So we did the same thing when Carolina <laughs> got a penalty. We yelled it out, "Cheaters never win." <laughs> yeah, and we got a, some laughs in our area for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, that was it's it's cool, you know, when you go to other places and you see kind of their, you know, their in-game setup and and some of the fun things that they do. Um, yeah, so that cheaters yeah. never win was was kind of a cool, fun thing. And they had like a their scoreboard actually. I mean, I remember when when Scotiabank Arena uh, got theirs, it was like, you know, touted as is the largest one. But I think some of these other rinks now, like this one was actually cool because it sort of had a wraparound. It, it, it was like really clear and really massive. Um, uh, and so that the scoreboard was pretty impressive also. Yeah, I, yeah, thought. I, I, like, I like their scoreboard as well. I just thought it was, I don't know, it was very... I guess it connected all, all around on all yeah, four like sides. Yeah, like it was rounded. So yeah. like every side sort of kind of met. There was no gaps or anything like no that. No gaps or anything. Um, but the other yeah. funny thing, actually, that at the end of the game, we uh, we were taking some pictures and I wanted to, I asked one of the uh, attendants there where their Stanley Cup banner was because we, I wanted to take a picture of it, right? Because we're hockey fans and we, and we, we like to see what uh, I mean. That's obviously the ultimate prize in hockey. So when a team wins, you wanna you wanna check out what they what they have. And um, <laughs> the lady at first said that she thought that the banner had was burned in a fire. In a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're like, what? We're like, and then she and then she stopped. She's like, she's like, actually, no, no, there it is. She pointed it out, and then she said, and then she said, but it did. The original banner actually did catch fire somehow um there was some accident and so they had to make a new banner and they they did put it up there so anyways it's not the original banner but i took a photo of it anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we thought that was hilarious <laughs> and the the last thing that i want to mention is uh like for you know if whenever we watch you know carolina home games like you could tell that there's a lot of energy in the crowd and i would say that they did not disappoint while we were there there was yeah. A lot of energy. The fans were like really into it. Um, and it was packed. It was like yes, an, an yeah. early game, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and the place was packed. A lot of a lot of kids. Um, yeah, so we were really impressed with with the yeah. fans and um their knowledge, their energy. Um, definitely yeah. it was uh, a fun time. Yeah, and we the were top, really uh, treated nicely there. 
Yeah, the top part of the building, the uh, the upper bowl or whatever was, from what we saw from our angle, all the seats were full. So um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a, a great fam- fan base that they got going there. So yeah, yeah so, so we've wanted to go there for a while. And yeah. I think that we're glad we did and highly recommend the trip. So again, visit our Kofi page and our YouTube channel to see all of our videos and photos from our trip to rally and um, with the Leafs. And yeah, and let us know yeah, your feedback. What you think? If you if you have any questions, send us a DM, and, and we'll try and answer. And it's definitely great to be back on the road with our Leafs, and they won, which makes this installment of On the Road with Chris and Sill even better. Yeah, it was it was it was a great road trip, and. Um, Hopefully we'll get to do, maybe we'll get to do another one towards the end of the year, but we might save it for the playoffs maybe. So we'll see. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, it was a lot of fun. It was great to be able to travel again. So, but now the Leafs, uh, it's coming up for the Leafs. It's another busy couple of weeks. Uh, and hopefully Matt Murray will survive. He is still surviving here. I see through the second period of this Leafs Penguins game. Um, and who knows, maybe Sam, Samsonov might be back playing as well because his knee injury, I don't know, he's practicing, but it's, uh, it doesn't seem to be as serious, thankfully, as what they thought. Um, so yeah, so they're playing the pens right now. And then we actually play all of our pens or all of our games versus the penguins, uh, in November, which, uh, still mentioned earlier, and we won't see them again, uh, this season after the game on November 26th. So we also play in the next couple of weeks, we play the New Jersey devils a couple of times, um, which will be interesting to to see the devils as they are on fire. (laughs) That's for sure. Mm -hmm. A nine game winning streak uh, going into Sunday. I don't know if they played last night. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really, they're really playing well right now. And then uh, next Saturday we get our first look at the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and then on the Monday we play the Islanders and have a couple of road games versus Minnesota and Detroit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that really it's the Devils. I'm more mostly interested in that that game with the Sabers. Mm-hmm. They have the Tage Thompson. He's doing pretty good with the. Uh, yeah, he's on fire as a. But they as, seem to have like kind of you know. Yeah, they fizzled. They started off a really bit. hot, and then yeah. they've kind of fizzled out a little bit, which sort of was kind of what they did last year as well. So we'll see yeah. with that. Yeah, and then the uh, and then the road games with uh, Minnesota is always a tough tough game anyways for us it seems like they're obviously like normally they're pretty low scoring and um and uh defensive minded game so and mm-hmm. uh and then the red wings uh of course we've already we've been to uh what's their arena called again little caesar's arena little caesar's we've been there arena. yeah that was a that was our our last trip before the just before the pandemic hit <laughs> but mm-hmm. um We'll see the Red Wings and and what they got. Um, I think Tyler Butuzzi, He's he just came back or he's coming back tonight. Uh, he's been injured for a little bit, so that should help them um, in in their uh, in their lineup. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be another busy couple of weeks. It'll be hopefully interesting to see how we get through all these injuries with the goaltending situation. And um, yeah, and it's going to be going into American Thanksgiving. So um, that's really the point where you kind of know, they always say like if you're in the playoffs or for the playoff situation, depending on your points and your positioning, that that's the time to know that your, your, your team 
is most likely going to make it. But I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's still lots of uh, lots of games to be played. But we do want to, uh, I guess, wish our U.S. listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Um, that's coming up next week. And uh, be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And a reminder to be sure to leave us a rating or review. Leave us five stars. How's that? <laughs> and, uh, and just let us, know, let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get exposure as a source for leash content. And we thank you for taking the time. And to find out more about us and our show, you can also visit our website, ladiestalkandleafs.com. And there you can find links to all of our shows. And we also have a blog section there where we give reviews of hockey-related books. And we will have more and more content uh, to add there um, as time goes by. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on that. We're a two-woman show, so we gotta, that's right. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta make time for that. But um, but yeah, no, we got uh, a book reviews right now there of uh, Wendell Clark and Rick Five. So check it out. Um, yeah, you maybe good to check those out, and you might uh, want to get one of those books uh, for Christmas yeah. for uh, one of your uh, Leaf fans in your family. So as always, we want to take time to thank our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. Uh, Stay stay safe and healthy, everyone. And as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, go Go Leafs, go! Do you believe?